thither. Can you say amen? And went to the other side. Let me tell you something, people. When the wind of God blows over your life and the and a fresh mental flow over your life, what you could not do yesterday, you will do tomorrow. Where you couldn't go yesterday, you will go tomorrow. Can you say amen? Can you lift up your hands and say no more obstacles? Hallelujah. Can you shout amen, somebody? The Bible tells us, glory to God, that Moses was in the wilderness and the people were hungry. And they said, we want meat. We're tired. We want meat. Of man. We're tired of manna. We want some meat. And Moses said, God, they don't have, uh, what do you have? What, what, what supermarket? Safeways. There's no Safeways over here, God. All right. And God said to Moses, uh, don't you worry about it. I'm going to cause a wind to blow. Come on, somebody say the wind is blowing. Oh, the wind to blow, glory to God. And quails came in in abundance. Let me tell you right now, your days are being broke, busted, and disgusted. It is over. Can you say amen? Come on, lift up your hands and say, I will never be poor another day in my life. Come on, say, come on, let's make the devil nervous today. Say, I'll never be broke another day in my life. I'll never be poor another day in my life. Why? Because the wind of the Holy Ghost, the wind of abundance, the wind of revival is blowing in our lives. And there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there sat upon them cloven tongues of fire. When the wind of God blows in our midst, we will be filled with the fire of God. Can you say amen? Does anybody here want Holy Ghost fire? Come on, lift up your hands. Say, I need Holy Ghost fire. Then you need the wind of God. Can you say amen? The Bible says that Moses came before the Red Sea and the Red Sea said, you're not going any further. Are you listening to me, saints? Can you say amen? And Moses began to cry to God, God, do something. And God said, what you looking at me for? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, what you looking at me for? All right, God said, what you got in your hands? He said, I got a rod in my hands. And God, he, and God said to Moses, use it. Stretch your rod. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, stretch your rod. You got your Bibles? Some of you got your holy iPhones. All right, stretch your holy iPhones. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. That's your rod. Glory be to God. Can you say amen? Then the Bible says that when God stretched his rod, when Moses stretched his rod, God caused an east wind to blow. Can you say amen? And it divided the Red Sea. Let me tell you right now, when the wind of God blows in your life, whatever has been an obstacle in your life, God will split them up. Glory be to God. And the Bible says God congealed the waters. You know what that means? To congeal means to freeze up the waters. God froze up, amen, the, the water of ice. Then Israel walked through and there was nothing the water could do about it. Let me tell you right now, where you're going right now, there are some obstacles in your way. There are some people in your way that right now that doesn't want to see you go to the other side, right? But God, that's God is about to release an east wind of the Holy Ghost in your life. And he will divide the obstacles. Can you say amen? And God will freeze them up and God will ice them up. And they will see you get to the other side. And there's nothing they can do about it. For greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. Can you shout amen? amen. And the Egyptians. See some people think that because you did it they can do it too. 
right? And so they said, we're going to follow after them. And Israel began to cry. But what did God say? God said to, Pharaoh, uh, to Moses, the Egyptians, finish it, the Egyptians, what? That you see today, you will see them again no more. And God caused a west wind to blow, glory be to God, and melted the water. Can you say amen? And Pharaoh drowned, and his Egyptian army drowned. Can you say amen? What am I trying to tell you? When the wind of the Holy Spirit blows in your life, whatever has been tracking your life from generation to generation, every generational curse, amen, you will see them again no more. Can you say no more? Thank you, Jesus. Have you found Second Kings chapter 2 yet? <laughs> Second Kings chapter 2. <laughs> if you don't find it by now, you'll never find it. Glory to God. Let's read verse 17. So this is the very first event. Now listen, gentlemen. There's a law in the Bible called the law in biblical interpretation, called the law of first mention. The law of first mention states that whenever you see something mentioned for the first time, <clears throat> it sets the tone as to what should happen in the future. So write this down. This law is combined by another two laws. The law of first mention, the law of further mention, and the law of final mention. Are you listening? And they will all equal the same thing. Now, so, Elisha is a recipient of a new mantle. Is that right? Elijah's gone. Now, the other sons of the prophets who were following from a distance, they didn't want to follow near. They followed from a distance. And the Bible says, they said that, that came to Elisha and said, we're going to go looking for Elijah. Elisha uh, said, you're wasting your time. But look in your Bible at verse 17. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, send. And they sent therefore 50 men, and they sought three days, but they found him not. Right. Now, everybody read with me now. I want you to follow along with me now. And when they came again to him, for he tarried where? Let me ask you one more time now. To the point of being monotonous. I'm going to drive this into you. Where was Elisha? Come on, talk to me now. I hope the cat didn't steal your tongue. Come on now. What happened now? Where was Elisha? One more time. Where was Elisha? Now point your finger at your neighbor and tell him, you got to know this. He was in Jericho. All right, so. Now why did the Holy Spirit specify his location? There's a reason for it. He said unto them, did I not say unto you, don't go? Look at the next verse. Let's keep it rolling. And the man of the city. What city are we talking about? Jericho. Come on, one more time. What city are we talking about? Jericho. The man of the city said unto Elisha, behold, I pray thee, the situation of the city. What city? Jericho. Is pleasant as my Lord sees. But the water is not, and then what? Finish it with me, please. And the what? The city is pleasant. We live in a beautiful city. 
We live in a beautiful state, as you can see, but there's a problem in our city. There's a problem in our state, even though it is beautiful, but the ground is barren. Are you hearing me, saints? Now, what does that mean? You see, whenever we think of barrenness, our mind automatically goes towards a young lady, right? Who has all, who have, she has all the equipments, but somehow cannot have and bring forth a baby. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is showing you here that barrenness is not just a biological issue. Here it is showing you that barrenness is a territorial issue. Which means that you can live in a city. How many people do you know who live one place to go to another place? Right? There are people who live South America, Central America, right? To come to, to live in the United States of America. Is that correct? How many of you have left your country to live in America? All right? And there's only one reason why we do that. I was in... Uh, <laughs> I was in Oslo, Norway, and the temperature was minus 37. You ain't never experienced minus 37. Are you listening? And I was going to preach, and this guy from Nigeria, you should have seen this dude, my Lord. He had a shirt, he had a tie, he had a, a, a pullover on, and then he had a, a coat jacket on, and then he had a, another jacket, and then he had on top of him a big overcoat. <laughs> then he had a hat on his head, and then he had a scarf around his face. The only thing I could see was his eyes. <laughs> and he pulled on his uh, scarf in a typical Nigerian accent, said, it's cold <laughs> Why do people leave South America, Central America to come and go into New York City? Why would people leave, right, Africa where the weather is like the Lord? I am, I am the Lord, I change it not. Africa is, like, is the same way. I am weather, I do not change. The weather is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are you listening? But why do people go to London and freeze? And be rained upon. Because people want to change their financial status. Am I right? But there are people who have left Africa and come to America. Now they're not suffering in Africa. They're suffering in America. Because the grass is not always green on the other side. Are you hearing me, saints? There are people who are living in California, and California is not producing for them. There are people right now who are living in San Francisco, in San Jose. Are you hearing me say And all the other sand. Amen. And it's not producing for you. But I've got news for you. Where you are, your land will produce for you. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, I will be blessed. You know, they have said to us that uh, uh, in the last three or four years that so many people have left California. Come on, lift up your hands and sit with me. In California, I will be blessed. No, 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 I can't. Come on, you got to talk to me right now. And say, In California, I will be blessed. In San Jose, I will be blessed. I'm 
telling you right now, the devil's not going to move you out of your city. The devil's not going to move you out of your state. Glory be to God. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Somebody ought to shout amen. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, I will never be barren in my life. Your life will not be barren. Your ministry will not be barren. Your church will not be barren. Your finances will not be barren. Your children will not be barren. Come on, say, I will not be barren in my life. Can you shout amen? amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Like I said, because of a preconceived idea, our mind automatically goes towards a lady that can't have a child. But we can see here, ladies and gentlemen, that barrenness is not just a biological issue, but it is a territorial issue. So that tells you something, that barrenness is multifaceted. Are you listening? If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 14, the Bible says, the Bible says, thou shalt be blessed above all people. Can you make that confession with me? Say, I am blessed, I am blessed. Above, all people. above all people. There shall not be male nor female barren among you nor among your cattle. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Whether you are male or whether you're female, there will be no barrenness among us. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, so, so let, let, let me show you this. Now. I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. I'm going to show you the different facet of barrenness, then define to you what barrenness is, and show you where many of you are today in life, and then show you how to break it. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, so write this down. The first type of barrenness is biological barrenness. That's when a woman, amen, <clears throat> has all the, the equipments, but she can't for some reason have a, a child. Something in the realm of the invisible is blocking her womb. Are you listening? Because there's no logical reason for us to be barren. There is no logical reason for a woman to be barren because the very first words of God to humanity was what? Be fruitful and multiply. Folks, God is not in the subtraction business. He's not in the addition business. He's in the multiplication business. He'll multiply your grace and your peace. He'll multiply your, he'll multiply your bread and your water. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. He's not in the division business. Can you say amen? amen? So one type of barrenness is biological barrenness. And we know that, we know that Sarah was barren. We know that uh, you would have thought after that Sarah broke barrenness, right? And brought to birth Isaac. Huh? And Isaac got married to Rebecca at the age of 40. You would have thought if you get married at 40, at 41 they'll be... You know how old Isaac was? When Rebecca gave birth to Esau and Jacob, 60. 20 more years of barrenness and delay. That is what barrenness is. It is the spirit of delay. 
Are you hearing me, saints? So you would have thought that Rebecca would have broke it, broke it, and Isaac would have broke it. Jacob got married to Rachel. What was Rachel's problem? Talk to me, saints. What did I tell you? Barrenness is not just biological. It's not just territorial. But it is also generational. May every form and facet of barrenness in your life be obliterated tonight. Can you say amen? That was a good place to say amen. Are you hearing me, saints? Can you say amen? Now listen to this now. How about this one? If the cost of living increases and your salary remains the same. Come on, talk to me, saints. Have you seen the price of milk lately? Have you seen the price of uh, bread lately? Have you seen the price of gas lately? Huh? Huh? If the cost of living is increasing, but your salary remains the same, ladies and gentlemen, that is financial barrenness. And then the president will have the audacity to get on television and tell you this. This is what we will tell you. This is what all the presidents tell you. Oh, you know, we know time is hard, but we got to remember this. We are all in this too. You lie like a dog. If we, Mr. President, if we were in this together, I would be with you in the White House. I will be with you on Air Force One. I'll be with you when you're playing golf. Come on now, somebody say amen. Are you listening? How about this one? If you've been on a job for five years and others who came after you have been promoted above you, That is positional barrenness. So you've got, you've got what now? You've got biological barrenness. You've got what? Territorial barrenness. You've got what? Professional barrenness. You've got positional barrenness. And you've got personal barrenness. Are you listening to me? Are you listening? Won't you write this down, please, ladies and gentlemen? The spirit of barrenness is the spirit of restraint and stagnancy. You're being restrained and you find yourself stagnant. You find your ministry stagnant. Have you not read in your Bible? And the Lord added to the church daily. And the number of disciples were multiplied. What do you call this if you're not experiencing it? Ministerial barrenness. Are you hearing me, somebody? How many of you know pastors who spend money upon on social media, spend money upon flyers, spend money upon banners, spend money and spend money? All right, to have a crusade or to have a convention, and only a few people show up, and the people that even get saved in that meeting, they stay in the church for like a month or two and then go to somewhere else. What do you call that? Ministerial barrenness. Can you lift up your hands today with me and say with me, I will break barrenness. Come on, look, come on, let's let's lift up both of your hands. Say, I will break barrenness. Look at your neighbor and point your finger and prophesy to them and say, This year you will break barrenness. 
Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can you say amen? Whether it is biological barrenness, whether it is territorial barrenness, whether it is professional barrenness, whether it is ministerial barrenness, we will break barrenness. Can you shout amen? amen. Glory to God forever. Now, what is barrenness? You better fasten your seatbelt. We're going to have a, we're going to have a time in a minute. What is barrenness? Barrenness is the binding of a life. Biological barrenness is the binding of a womb. Territorial barrenness is the binding of the ground. Ministerial barrenness is the binding of a ministry. The binding of a church. The binding of your life. You find yourself remaining in the same position. How many of you have ever said, oh man, it's like I take one step forward and three steps backwards. God forbid. Come on, lift up your hands and say, God forbid. You know what you've been called to do? You've been called to go from glory to glory. From victory to victory. From faith to faith. Can you say amen? From breakthrough to breakthrough. Not take one step forward and three steps backwards. No, 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 no. Can you say amen? amen? So number one, barrenness is the binding of a life. The binding of a, of a womb. The binding of a ground. The binding of a personal life. Can you say amen? amen? Number two, I want you to write this down. Now listen to the second definition. Every word which I'm saying right now have been weighed. Are you listening? Yes. Write this down. Barrenness. <laughs> I said write it down, not repeat it. <laughs> Apparently some people write with their mouth. Well, that's all right. Because the Bible says, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Glory to God. Amen. Barrenness. Write this down. Number two. Is a very subtle but aggressive spirit. It's a very what? Subtle but what? Very aggressive spirit that seeks to rape and violate the very first words of Elohim. Let me say it again. The spirit of barrenness is a very subtle. Why subtle? Because you think it's normal. If you're suffering financially, well, the whole world is suffering financially. Do you know right now, as, as, as hard as the economy is right now, and you may be suffering in the economy right now, but there are some people right now making millions and billions of dollars. Are you hearing me, saints? Why not you? Come on, touch your say, why not me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the spirit of barrenness is a very subtle, but yet very aggressive spirit because it seeks to rape and violate the very first words of Elohim. The very first words of Elohim to humanity was what? Be fruitful and multiply. Glory to God. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, be fruitful, be fruitful and multiply. 
let me prophesy on your life today. May your ministry be fruitful and multiply. May your ministry be fruitful and multiply. May your church be fruitful and multiply. May your finances be fruitful and multiply. May your peace be, may be fruitful and multiply. Come on, say, I'm fruitful. And I am multiplying. Hallelujah. Can you shout amen? amen? Be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. Number three, write this down, please. Barrenness is defying the laws of Genesis. It is defying the laws of Genesis. What's the laws of Genesis? Number one, be fruitful and multiply. Number two, everything reproduces after its kind. And number three, as long as the earth remains, there will be what? Seek time and harvest. That's the three laws of Genesis. So barrenness is the defying of the laws of Genesis. Mm -mm -mm. Number four. Are you ready? <laughs> barrenness is fruitless labor. You're working hard. Some of you are working overtime, double time, and any kind of time you can find. But there's still more days left at the end of the month than what you got money left. It's fruitless labor. You're just like what Peter said. Remember I told you yesterday that Peter was the first beetle. It's been a hard day's night. And I've been working like a dog. And I caught nothing. Huh? I caught what? I worked all night long. And I've got nothing to show for it. That's what barrenness is. You're working hard in ministry. You're working hard in life. You're working hard in everything to feed your family. But you've got nothing left to show for it. It's fruitless labor. No matter what you do. You can't seem to make a headway. Are you listening? Number five. Write this down. What, what is barrenness? Write this down, please. Barrenness makes you the object of mockery. Where do we get that? Hannah. Remember Hannah? She was married to Elkanah. Elkanah had two wives. I don't know why he had two wives. One is enough. Can you imagine with two wives the size of that shoe closet? My good Lord. <laughs> they could open their own store. Zappos. Was it Zappos? Was it called Zappos? Zappos. <laughs> I told you, man, man, we got just a few shoes. Black shoes, tennis shoes. Right? My wife, my good God, she got black shoes, white shoes. <laughs> Yellow, banana color looking shoes. You won't find a man with banana skin shoes. If you do, you need to cast the devil out of him. I'm telling you that. <laughs> now, what, what, the Bible says that Elkanah loved Hannah, right? And gave her double portion. But what was Hannah's problem? She was what? Bearing. Penina, she was like a baby factory machine. Yes. All that Elkanah had to do is just look at her and boop, 
She got baby, man. Boop, baby here, baby there. Baby everywhere. Are you listening? And that grieved Hannah. Are you listening? And Elkanah said something stupid that day. How many of you here, your husband has ever said something stupid to you? Don't lift up your hands. <laughs> Some of you are lifting up both of your hands. Yeah, 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 look right here. <laughs> he said, am I not better to you than ten sons? And Hannah said, let me think about that. Uh, no. Let me give you a bit of marriage advice. How many, married, how many married couples do we have here today? Glory to God. Before you got married, when it was just you and her, you were Prince Charming. You were the knight in shining armor. But the day that that baby was born, especially if it's a boy, Mr. King, you were dethroned. Am I right, gentlemen? Amen. Am I right, gentlemen? Amen. One day I came home. I went to the gym. I came home. I went to the gym. I was working out hard. I came to the gym. I came back from the gym. I went to the garage and I opened the door of the kitchen and I saw a New York strip steak on the counter. I was like, "Woo! Glory to God! I love New York strip steak." And as soon as I said, "Woo!" my wife came running down, full of the Holy Ghost, looked at me and said, "That steak is not for you." I said, who is it for? He said, it's for Ethan. It ain't for you. Now, Ethan is my boy. He's in the Air Force. That boy's got muscles everywhere. His eyebrows have got muscles. Right? No, 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 no. That's not for you. I said, woman, let me tell you something. Everything in this house is for me. You belong to me. The boy, the, uh, Ethan belongs to me. The girls belong to me. The mouse playing in the basement belongs to me. The mosquito flying in this house right now belongs to me. That steak belongs to me. She said, no, 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 no. It's not yours. Dethroned. <laughs> My boy came home the other day from the Air Force. I was picking up some boxes. I was getting, I was sweating and tired. And my, my wife said, do you want my son to help you? <laughs> my son. And my boy grabbed these big boxes and walking. Muscles shining. And my wife says, look at my son. I said, woman, let me tell you this. If you've seen the son, you've seen the father. <laughs> there would be no son if there was no father. <laughs> and all the men say, Amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Let me show you where many of you are today. Where many of us are today. Mm -mm. And the Bible said, because she could not have a baby, Penina began to so barrenness makes you the object of mockery. May God deliver you from the mockery of Penina. Can you say amen? amen. 
Let me show you where many of us are today. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. You got it? We're going to read from verse 5 till verse 11 real quickly, please. Chapter 5, I mean chapter 1 from verse 5. Luke chapter 1 from verse 5 till verse 11. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen. Luke chapter 1. All right, look on the screen. Let's all read together, please. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named what? What's his name? Come on, talk to me. What's his name? Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. Now, who was Aaron? Yeah, Moses' brother, but what was his? He was a priest. Okay, so notice something here. The, there was in the days of Herod the king a certain priest named Zacharias. He's a priest, right? And he was the wife, his wife was the daughters of Aaron, the high priest. And her name was what? So what's his name? No, his name. <laughs> his name is what? Zacharias. And her name is? All right, look at the next verse, please. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And they were both what? Stop right there. So write the word priest and then write the word righteous. So say with me, priest. And then what? Righteous. Is that a good thing? Yes. That's a good testimony, right? Yes. If you were in the Bible, listen, I sure wouldn't like to be like what Abraham was described in the Bible. He was as good as dead. I don't want that. <laughs> Amen. I would not like to be described in the Bible as good as dead. The NIV said he was impotent. Not, no. Thank you very much. Can you say amen? amen. It says he was there were priests. Say priest. priest. Then say righteous. righteous. Now let's build up the CV of these people. There were what? Priests. Say priest. Say priest. priest. And then what? Righteous. righteous. And then what? They were walking in how many? All the commandments of the Lord. How many? All. All. Obeying how many? All. All. So say with me. Priest. priest. Then what? Righteous. And then what? All. Obeying all the commandments of the Lord. And then what? Blameless. Now say with me now. Say Elizabeth, Elizabeth. and Zacharias. Zacharias. What? Priest, Priest. Righteous, righteous, obeying all the commandments, and then what? Blameless. Blameless. Good things, right? Yeah. But look at the next verse. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. Huh. How can you be priest and be barren? How can you be righteous and be barren? How can you be obeying all the commandments of God and still be barren? How can you be blameless, be called blameless, and still be barren? That's where many of us are today. We've been made kings and priests, right? You are a royal priesthood, and yet you find yourself barren. You've been declared the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, but yet you find yourself, your life, barren. Some of you say, I, I give more than my tithe. But you're still barren. Blameless before God, but you're still barren. And to make matters worse, what's his name? What's her name? Zacharias means God has remembered. And Elizabeth means the oath of God. 
So when you put the two together, it means God has remembered the oath of God, but it looked like God has forgotten them. And that's where many of you are today. You're righteous, you're priests. And it looks like God has forgotten you, but I've got news for you. Come on, I've got good news for you. I said, I've got good news for you. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, God has not forgotten me. Come on, point your finger at your neighbor, tell him, God has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten your ministry. He has not forgotten your church. He has not forgotten your children. He has not forgotten your house. Come on, lift up your hands and say, God has not forgotten me. Hallelujah. And let me tell you right now, barrenness can be broken. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, barrenness can be broken. Oh, Sarah broke barrenness. Can you say amen? Samson's mother broke barrenness. Hannah broke barrenness. And Elizabeth broke barrenness. And if Sarah can do it, and Samson's mother can do it, and Elizabeth can do it, can you say amen? God is no respect of person. You are next in line, and you are about to break barrenness. Somebody shout hallelujah. Let me tell you something about people who broke barrenness. Anytime anybody ever broke barrenness, they brought, they did not bring to birth an ordinary child. They brought something supernatural. They brought something extraordinary. When Sarah broke barrenness, she broke to birth Isaac, the promised seed. Can you say amen? When Manoah's wife, Samson's mother, broke barrenness, she brought to birth Samson, who killed more of his enemies in his death than while he was alive. Can you say amen? And when Elizabeth broke barrenness, glory be to God, she brought to birth John the Baptist, that Jesus himself said, among those born among women, there's no one greater than John the Baptist. Can you say amen? This year, you will break barrenness and out of your life, glory be to God. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? When Hannah broke barrenness, she brought to birth the prophet Samuel, who was a kingmaker. He anointed Saul and he anointed David. This year, you will break barrenness and something supernatural is going to come out of your life. And it's about to make a king out of your life. Somebody ought to, ought to say amen right now. Somebody ought to get happy in this place. Somebody ought to shout to God in this place. Can you shout amen? amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I will break barrenness. I will banish barrenness. Can you say amen? amen. You remember when uh, Joseph was in uh, uh, Egypt? He got two boys. Huh? Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh means... God has caused me to forget my past, the pain of my past. And Ephraim means fruitfulness. So in Joseph's mind is that I have to forget the past, the pain of the past, amen, and then I will be fruitful. But Jacob comes along and he brings Manasseh and Ephraim. And rather than putting his hands the way it should be put, he crosses his hands. Can you say amen? And he blesses Ephraim first. And Joseph said, no, 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 no. You can't do that, dad. He said, no, 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 no. Let it be so. Let me tell you right now what God is about to do in your life. He's going to bless you so much. 
much. He's going to promote you so much that you won't even have time to think about the pain of yesterday. Can you shout amen? Come on, point your finger at your neighbor and say, you're going to be fruitful. Oh, you'll never be broke another day in your life. You'll never be sick another day in your life. You'll never be cursed another day in your life. You'll never be infirm another day in your life. You better shout amen on that. Thank you, Jesus. Barrenness can be broken. Can you say amen? amen. How did Elizabeth break it? How did Hannah break it? Oh, glory to God. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. Thank you. You still there? Yes. Let's read verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6, verse 6, verse 6, verse 6. I mean verse 8 rather. <laughs> verse 8. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It came to pass that while he, what? Executed the what? He executed what? The priest office. Executed the priest office. In the order of his course. Next verse. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn. Psalms 141 and verse 2. Psalms 141 and verse 2. What does it say? This is the priest's office. Look in your Bible, please. Look on the screen. Psalms 141 and verse 2. Got it? Who knows that verse? Psalms 141 and verse 2. <clears throat> Let my prayer, what, be set forth unto thee as, what? Incense. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Prayers is what? Incense. He executed the priest's office. What did he do? He offered incense. What does that mean? He prayed. Did you notice that? He executed the priest's office. You know what our problem is? We've got priests today who are not executing their office. And if you don't execute the priest's office, you will be executed. So how did Elizabeth break barrenness? How did Hannah break barrenness? They broke it by prayer. Can you lift up your hand and say with me, my prayer will break barrenness. Come on, say it louder. Say it aggressively. Say, my prayer will break barrenness. Say it one more time. My prayer will break barrenness. I got news for you. When you pray, glory be to God. Prayer will open up the heavens. Prayer will open up doors. And prayer will open up your womb. Can you say amen? Come on, lift up your hands. Say, when I pray, the heaven will open. When I pray, doors will open. Now touch your belly. When I pray, my womb will be open. I see God opening doors before you. I see the heaven being opened before you. Can you lift up your hands? Say, I receive that. Hallelujah. Hmm. Your prayer. Your prayer. Not this like, you know, uh, timid type of prayer. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
you got to offer some incense, man. Can you say amen? amen? Some of us, our prayer will not even raise a butterfly. We got to pray. Oh, you got to be like the apostle James, uh, who was called Camelnese. Glory be to God. And he prayed Peter out of jail. Can you say amen? amen? When he prayed, the prison doors were open and Peter came out. Glory be to God. That's why Peter said to, to the to church, go and tell James. Go and tell James. Why? Because he knew that James was called old Camelnese and he prayed him out. Can you say amen? amen. You, know what we need in, you know what we need in California? Some Camelnese. Can you say amen? You know what your house needs? Some camel knees. You know what your church needs right now? Some camel knees. People that will know how to bring heaven down upon the earth. Can you say amen? Somebody say hallelujah. Are you ready? Number two. So your first key is what? Prayer. Prayer will break barrenness. Prayer will break sterility. Prayer will break fruitlessness. Number two. Are you ready, saints? Are you sure you're ready, California? Glory be to God. Can you say amen? Look in your Bible now. Glory be to God. Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. We're going to read verse 1. We're going to read verse 1 to verse 4. Are you ready? Come on now, saints. Are you ready? What's the first word? What's the second word? All right, so what does he say? What? Sing, oh, sing, oh, barren. Sing, oh, barren. It didn't say, oh, barren, wait till you have a child, then to sing. No, 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 no. It doesn't take faith to do that. It says what? Sing. When you've got no, no, no bun in the oven, sing. When you've got no money in the bank, sing. Can you say amen? When you've got nothing on the table, sing. When you've got no souls in your church, Sing. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, sing. sing. What's the next word? Come on, sing. Come on, wait with, wait with me now, please. Sing. Oh, barren, you that didn't bear, break forth into what? And what's the next words? What? Act what you're reading. Are you really acting out what you're reading here? Come on now, act like, we, act like what you're reading. What does it say? And do what? Cry. One Bible says, and shout. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, sing and shout. <laughs> Come on, do you know how to sing and shout today? Do you know how to sing and shout today? My Bible tells me, praise God, that there's a shout of a lion within Judah. Are you Judah here today? Are you Judah here today? Do you have the shout of a lion within you today? It don't sound like it. Do you have the shout of a lion within you today? Are you a lion or are you a goat? You will tell some people, shout. They will look at you. Uh, that's a goat. No, we're going to shout. Glory be to God. Can you hear? Can I hear an amen, somebody? How many of you here today, you've got the lion of the tribe of Judah on the inside of you? How many of you here, you've got the shout of a lion on the inside of you? If your first key to breaking barrenness is prayer, your second key is your praise. Look at your neighbor, tell him, my praise will break barrenness. My shout will break barrenness. California, are you ready tonight? Are you ready to sing and to shout tonight? I'm going to count one, two, three. And when I say three, you better jump up on your feet and shout unto God. Can you say amen, somebody? 
Now, 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 listen, before you do that, let me tell you, I got to qualify this, listen to this, I preached this in Nigeria, when I told them to sing and shout, my, 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 they forgot, they picked up chairs, they picked up handkerchief, and they're running around the place and shouting and screaming, are you hearing me, saints? Then I preached it in England, oh, my Lord, my Lord, amen, among all the priests, all conservative British, uh, stiff, upper lip, bulldog Brits, and when we told them to sing and to shout, they forgot that they were Brits, and they begin to shout and to sing and to jump up and down and to dance around the place. Are you hearing me, somebody? I'm going to ask you a question, California. Are you going to let Nigeria outpraise you? I can't hear you. Are you going to let Nigeria outpraise you? Are you going to let England outshout you? I'm going to count one, two, three. You better stand on your feet. Come on, you better stand on your feet. You better do a little dance for God today. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Amen. Anybody here got the roar of a lion inside of them? Now, wait, 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 wait. Amen. Tonight, you're going to break barrenness. Is that correct? Tonight, you will break sterility out of your life. Is that amen? Can you say amen, somebody? Tonight, you're going to see multiplication in your life. You're going to get that new building that you're looking for. You're going to get that finance that you're looking for. You're going to get that new anointing that you're looking for. California, are you ready tonight? Genesis, are you ready tonight? I'm going to count one, two, three. And when I hear the word, when I say three, I want to hear some unrestrained Holy Ghost shout, dance, jumping up and down. Are you ready, Genesis? One, are you ready, Genesis? Two, California, are you ready? Three, shout! Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, you've got your victory. You've got your victory. You've got your victory. You've got your victory. Come on, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Your walls are coming down. The walls of Jericho are coming down. Shout, 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 shout. I didn't tell you to stop. I did not tell you to stop. I did not tell you to stop. You better shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You've got your miracle. You've got your blessing today. You've got your blessing today. Can you lift up your hands with me and say with me, I'll never be barren again. No more biological barrenness. No more territorial barrenness. No more financial barrenness. No more ministerial barrenness. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Give God a shout of praise. Give God a shout. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. say well now you know now Dr. Glenn that's not my nature well you better learn to change your nature because the earth is the quietest place you'll ever visit hell is screaming with the cries of the damned and heaven 
is rocking with the shouts of the saints. If you don't like praises here today, you won't like heaven because heaven is going to be a real noisy place. Can you shout amen? amen? Let me close. Let me close with this. First key is what? Prayer. Second key is? I'm talking about unrestrained praise. Are you listening? A halal praise. A shabak noise. Can you say amen? amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Number three. You're going to remain standing. We're going to close in a minute. It's your breakthrough night. Amen. It's your breakthrough night. Amen. This building is not large enough for you. This building is not large enough for you. You're bigger than this building. It's like putting a whale in an aquarium. Are you listening to me now? The Bible says, if you read that Isaiah, glory to God. He says, from today you'll break forth on the right hand. And you'll break forth on the left hand. Come on, tell you, but give me some room. Give me some room. I'm going to the left. I'm going to the right. And I'm going forward. Oh, come on now. Are you ready? Come on now. Say, tell your neighbor, give me some room. I'm spreading out to the left. I'm spreading out to the right. And I'm going forward. From today, you're going to go from glory to glory. In your finances, you will go from glory to glory. In your anointing, you will go from glory to glory. Shout amen. God has got a bigger building for you. For you and for you. Bigger finances for you and for you. That was a good place to say amen. I said God's got bigger finances for you. God has got bigger breakthroughs for you. Somebody here is about to live a one-bedroom apartment. How do I know that? How do I know that? Well, look what the Bible says. <clears throat> the Bible says in Isaiah 54, glory to God, enlarge the place of your tent. After you sing and you shout, you enlarge the place of your tent and you let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitations. Spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your sticks. Look at me right now. The house that you're living in right now, think about the biggest room you got in that house. The next house that God takes you into, your kitchen will be bigger than that house. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I receive that. You say, what, for me? Yeah, for you. For you. Anybody here want a new house? Come on, lift up your hands and say, I receive that. Anybody here want a new building? Come on, say, I receive that. I need a new building. Are you listening? Huh. There's a building and anointing here today. Building, acquiring, anointing here today. I told you tonight is your breakthrough night. I told you tonight is your miracle night. Somebody says, it's my, it's my night. Say, it's my night for a miracle. Elisha said, bring me a new cruise. 
salt in it. Salt is symbolic of the covenant. Put water in it, the water of the word. And the salt, which is the covenant. He goes out there and pours that water in that river and release a prophetic word. From today, there shall be no death. There shall be no barrenness from this day forward. So how did he break barrenness? By releasing a prophetic word. So how do you break barrenness? You've got to release yes. a prophetic word. You've got to have a prophetic voice. Yes. You don't have to go looking for Benny Hinn. You don't have to go look for some prophet so-and-so. You are the prophet of your life. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. Elisha broke territorial barrenness by releasing a prophetic word. Right? Remember the woman who had two boys that were taken into captivity as form of payment. Remember that? What you got in your house? Nothing. Except a little pot of oil. Go get some vessels. Go get some vessels. Fill up the oil. Fill up the oil. Fill up the oil. Then she goes and came back to the man of God. What do I do? Go sell it and pay off your debt. Elisha broke financial barrenness. Debt with a prophetic word. There was a Shunammite woman. Who made a table. A bedroom. An apartment for the man of God. And put a table and chair. And a candlestick. Elisha said to his servant, huh, what can we do for her? He said, nothing. She's wealthy. But she got no baby. She got no baby. And Elisha said, call her. Say, about this time, next year, you will have a baby in your hands. And she jumped back and looked at him and said, don't joke with me, man of God. He said, I ain't joking with you. By this time next year, you will have a baby. That which has eluded your life from year after year after year will be in your hands, rocking in your hands in one year's time. I didn't come here tonight to joke with you. I said I didn't come here tonight to joke with you. I have a prophetic word in my mouth uh, that by this time next year, glory be to God, whatever has eluded your life, you will have it rocking in your arms. That baby will be in your arms. That building will be in your hand. That house will be in your hand. That car will be in your hand. That healing will manifest. Uh, come on, somebody lift up your hands. By this time next year, Come on, say, by this time next year, I will have my baby in my hand. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. Prayer, your praise, a prophetic voice. No barrenness of any kind has ever been broken.
without the planting of a seed. Whether it is agricultural barrenness, biological barrenness, financial barrenness, all barrenness has to be broken by the what? Planting of a seed. I've given you four keys today. Why don't you lift up that hand right now?